Hello, this is Roger Schaus, and this is Jumpstart Rewind. This is part of our Heaven Bound podcast family. Jumpstart number 2312. The month of July, we're looking at jumpstarts written from the book of Judges. This comes from Judges chapter 2, verse 10. All that generation also were gathered to their fathers, and there arose another generation after them who did not know the Lord, nor yet the work which he had done for Israel. It was a family that I had known for decades. It was a large family. It started with me knowing the grandparents. I knew them for years. One by one, I came to know all the grown, grown children and their spouses. Then I came to know the grandchildren. And now the grandchildren are married and starting their own families. We're talking about 40 to 50 people. I know most of them. The other day, this huge family gathered for a funeral. Grandma had died. I was asked to speak a few words. Grandma was related to the infamous bank robber, John Dillinger. The story goes that Grandma's dad actually went to Chicago to help identify the slain bank robber. I'm not sure about that. This family, as with most families, had its shares of drama, issues, and stories that they'd like to forget and put behind them. But something remarkable stands out about this family. They're all New Testament Christians. Grandpa and Grandma were. That's how I got to know them. Their four children are. They all married New Testament Christians. All those grandkids are New Testament Christians, and those that are married have married New Testament Christians. It's amazing. This huge family, and other than the little ones, just about everyone is a New Testament Christian. That's something I talked about during the funeral. Those things just do not happen on their own. And this is where our verse comes in. The book of Joshua ends and Judges begins. Not only is it a transition in leadership, but it's a change in generations. Joshua's generation served the Lord. Unlike their parents who all died in the wilderness because of the unfaithfulness, Joshua led his people to the Lord. They were committed. But then that generation died. There arose a new generation. This generation did not know the Lord. The following verses show the details of this. They forsook the Lord. They followed after other gods. They bowed their heads to idols. The wheels came off of their faith. The nation crashed. They had followed They had forgotten about Joshua, Moses, the Ten Commandments, and all that the Lord had done. God had fed that nation in the wilderness. The Red Sea had parted. There were ten plagues. The walls of Jericho fell. But for these people, that was ancient history. Without instruction, without guidance, the weeds took over the heart, and they left the Lord. For the next 400 years, the length of the book of Judges, a continual cycle is repeated over and over. Punishment, repentance, deliverance, and falling away once again. How does one keep faith going through the generations? How is it that this one family can have so many Christians? Was it just luck? Is it magic? It's none of those things. First, God's word must be lived, practiced, and applied daily. Faith is not a Sunday thing, but an everyday part of our lives. The little ones need to grow up seeing the importance of worship. Putting other things before worship sends a message. It tells the heart that God isn't always first. Do what you feel like doing, and then if you have time to worship, you can. Such thinking doesn't come from the convictions of the heart. God is talked about at home. God's word is read. God is as much as a member of the family as anyone else is in that family. Secondly, Every person must decide for themselves about the Lord. Faith isn't inherited. We may grow up seeing it, but many will walk away or in some cases run from it as soon as they can. God is good and God's way is always right. That's the lessons that must be taught. The purity of God's word must be understood. It's not about the church. It's all about God. 
concepts of worship, marriage, faithfulness, holiness. These are the basics that are talked about around the kitchen table. The questions the little ones ask demand a Bible answer. When I read our passage today, I see all kinds of red flags. Another generation arose that did not know the Lord. Well, why? Why did they not know? Was it assumed that they would just know it naturally from their parents? Was it assumed that if the parents knew, the children would know? There seems to have been a breakdown in teaching. Were the parents too busy? Did they just take them to church thinking that was enough? Generation one must teach and show generation number two. There is not going to be much hope for that generation three if that simply doesn't happen. I meet people who like to read about things in our verse today. The parents or grandparents follow the Lord. They don't. They have complaints, issues, and problems. Most times, it's about the church. Rarely do they want to take those discussions to the Bible. It's a church they claim that's too narrow. But could it be that truth is narrow and they're kicking the cat because they're really mad at the dog? The church doesn't make the rules. The church doesn't set the policy of right and wrong. All that comes from God. All that comes from the Bible. Thirdly, every day, God must mean something to me. I can trace my spiritual heritage back five generations. But there are lots and lots of families who didn't stay with the Lord like ancient Israel didn't and decided to worship the way they wanted to. So here I am today. Is it because of my parents? Is it because of my grandparents? That may have been showing things and pointing things out to me in the right direction, but now it's up to me. Every day I must make choices. Every day I must decide for myself. My faith or the lack of my faith directs these choices. And so because of those choices, my children will either know the Lord or they won't know the Lord. I've seen families all together at worship, but when mom and dad are out of the picture, the kids start falling off one by one. Why is it that way? Obviously, they were there because of the parents and not because of the Lord. Every day do I pray. Every day do I open God's word. Every day do I think about helping others. Every day do I watch what I say. Every day, when faith is alive and real, we own it. And these things will make a difference in our lives every single day. Finally, one of the greatest lessons is applying the grace and forgiveness and love that the Lord wants us to to have throughout our families. Sometimes it is the family that hurts us the most. Sometimes it's the family that frustrates us the most. Sometimes we can hold the doctrine of Christ, but we forget about the spirit of Christ. Some family members journey to a far country. Do we allow them to come back like the prodigal's father? Some family members have said and done things that are mean and hurtful. Do we hold that over them the rest of their lives? I wonder if why some have walked away is not because of what the Bible teaches, but because the way Christians have behaved, behaved toward them. We must move past that. We must follow Christ, not the church. Jesus is our Savior, not the church. The church, like we, is a work of progress. We are merely reformed sinners who do have a past. We are far from perfect, and we still need a lot of improvement. How we present that, or whether we admit that or hide that, becomes our pride or becomes our badge of honor. One of the greatest fields of evangelism is all around the kitchen table. We worry about going overseas, and sometimes we do that more than sitting down with a prodigal in our family and simply having a conversation. Treat them the way you want to be treated. Love, kindness, gentleness will do more good than beating one over the head with some verses. Legacy. What's your spiritual legacy looking like? 
I think it's interesting that most people in the world would be fascinated about this family who is connected to Dillinger. But this family doesn't talk about it. This family is more interested in being connected to Jesus. And that speaks volumes. And that may be just one reason why so many of them to this day are still walking with the Lord. Thank you so much for listening.